Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to episode 19 titled Professional Grief Brain. Let me tell you, it has been a very complex week. I have started and written at least five episodes. So many ideas are coming to mind, and yet every time I got halfway through a transcript, I lost my train of thought or questioned my work. By transcript number five, I realized I was experiencing grief brain. Yep. Even as a professional, I experienced this foggy inability to focus just like everyone else. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in this episode, and hopefully it will be more cathartic for both of us than we ever could imagine. So first of all, let's define grief brain. If you've experienced this, you already know what I'm talking about and how overwhelming it can feel. Grief brain is like walking through molasses. Everything seems to move more slowly around you and you lose your train of thought very easily. Your attention span is shorter than usual and sometimes you even forget what you were saying mid-sentence. That was actually how I noticed what was happening to me, but like I said, even as a professional, it didn't register right away. Sometimes my thoughts are darting so quickly that they feel almost backwards. Grief brain can be easy to explain away as fatigue or just overwhelm from a busy schedule. Maybe you have a lot of distractions in your room or where you are, which I certainly did while writing today. And again, these are just an easy scapegoat for the fact that I can't get words onto the page. But I kept writing, even though nothing made sense, until finally I paused. I looked at my unfinished drafts based on the week's events behind me, and I realized I was lost. There were far too many grief events this week for me to comprehend and really think clearly through any of them. I learned of so many new losses and upcoming grief anniversaries, had multiple friends mistreated, and witnessed a few public witch hunts as well, which quite literally is still blowing my mind. I have mental health peers lamenting that they too are on the edge of burnout, despite their best efforts to maintain balance with dark chocolate and even darker humor. Recently, my husband asked how I can handle working with breathers every day. How do I care for myself when all the conversations I have revolve around loss and sorrow? Most of the time, my answer involves my own mental wellness practices, which include movement, water, nourishment of my body, mind, and heart. And while those practices weren't necessarily lacking this week, the culmination still overwhelmed me to the point of wordlessness. Now, I'm not ignorant of the irony that I have found some words to tell you this story, But again, I want to take a moment and just acknowledge and applaud my husband. After hearing me writing and yelling and struggling to focus, he gently suggested that I take a break. While I do have balance and temperance in my life, right along with quitting hours scheduled at the end of my work-from-home workdays, I push myself hard. I have high-as-the-sky expectations for me, and sometimes that gets out of hand. Especially when we're grieving, we can lose sight of our purpose when we become consumed with the production of a thing. We want to make it perfect and try to seem like we have it all together, hoping that no one else notices we are working through our tears. But just like losses that pile up upon one another, eventually that mask of performance must fall. Grief deserves to be honored in all its forms, to be aired and respected as a natural, healthy process. And by wrestling with my own stuff this week, that's exactly what I feel I've been able to do. 
And that's all I really wanted to share with you. Even the professionals become overwhelmed by loss. It's easy to look at our work and assume that we're balanced all the time, but we're human. While we might seem different, we simply have a different area of expertise than you. No matter the work we do, our humanity is precious, important, and worthy of rest and restoration, just like yours. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of Restorative Grief. Okay, so here's your takeaway. You didn't think I was just going to share my own lament and grief brain and leave you hanging, right? Good, because we are in this together. So here's what I want you to do. Evaluate your last week. Really think about what you experienced that might have been a little harder than you've admitted. Did you encounter grief in any form? The loss of a life, the loss of an expectation, Maybe, like me, a friend of yours was insulted on social media and it grieved you to know they were wounded. Now with that in mind, evaluate your production level. Did you push yourself past your limits? How about past the energy you had each day? I'm used to having an insane amount of energy, so on those lower energy days, I can become so discouraged about my work and my contribution. But borrowing energy today from myself tomorrow leaves me in a continual deficit. So the last thing I want you to evaluate is your energy level of each of the days of the last week. It doesn't need to be fancy or official, no charts, just a quick number based on any scale you'd like, but really look at those numbers and be honest. Did you realize you had way less energy the day you heard about heavy news? And did it change the way you cared for yourself? Because it really would be okay if it did. And I'd argue that it would be necessary, in fact. Remember, the only solution for grief is to do the work of grieving. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.